Hi, and welcome to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast, highlighting artists, teachers, authors, and philanthropists of the regenerative movement, people who are committed to and showcase qualities of planetary leadership. My name is Julian Guderlei, and I'm a transformational coach, a breathwork teacher, and your host and creator of Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. In today's episode, I'm hosting an interview with Amanda Sage. Amanda is an artist using her painting as a tool for spiritual and planetary growth and transformation. By the time she turned 24, she has lived in different countries across the world and gifted at a young age with the ability to read energy auras and benefiting from a very spiritual and holistic upbringing. Amanda knew early on that how to flow with where her life's journey would take her. And so we share this international exchange uh, experience that we mentioned right before we hit record and I'm excited for this conversation. Amanda is also, um, her paintings also represent multidimensional aspects of humanness in harmonious balance, inspiring a remembering of an energetic interconnectedness that is present and shared with all things. And she recently started the 24 seven Zoom stream uh, of art being created called the Vision Train. So with these words, welcome Amanda. I'm excited for our conversation and what's to come. Mm, thank you. I'm so excited to be here and in this conversation. No, it feels very timely. I'm excited to see what we're going to talk about, see what will be pulled out of us, drawn out of us. And uh, yeah, excited. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Let me, let me just jump into the, the, the art vision train. Like I, I, I love that you, you know, saw an opportunity to bring more creation, embodiment and art into people's lives, which I think is just so real. Um, for me, it's more like a therapy whenever I paint because you go through like layers and layers of personal um, I don't want to say neglect, but you know, like my, my unskillfulness challenges me, which is, which is great. And so like, tell, tell me like a little bit, how, how did it start and like what's going on with the art vision train and like, it's still rolling so people can tune in. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, just to give a little backstory to it, the vision train is, um, is a story I've been carrying around for almost a decade. Um, I've been seeing this train as this vessel that could carry all the genius and the, the, the good of humanity uh, back on the tracks that took us to the end of the Western frontier on a journey of celebration, of, um, of remembering, of learning, of, of returning in a sense to, to so many of the, of, of the things that we have also forgotten in our great, uh, this great conquest too to achieve, <laughs> achieve things. I think there's been, you know, we've moved so fast and I think painting and art is one of these mediums that connects us with this, with, with, with our true humanness actually, and our ancestors uh, challenges us in so many ways. And the vision train is something I, there's a painting that I did 2017 um, that is titled the vision train. And it's an image of uh, myself and all my students and friends and all kinds of people painting, um, drawing out their visions, blasting them out onto their canvases. And uh, there's a train coming right at us, at the viewer, not, not at the, the, everybody's busy doing their paintings. And then there's this vision of this kind of like circus looking city. It's a grid of burning man with instead of the man at the center, there's the sacred fire and a dome around it and teepees are surrounding it. And there's like this, it's kind of like this world expo of, um, of 
of how it could be in, in my imagination that's nestled right up next to the, the towers of, 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 of the city and the status quo that we know today. Um, and so there's this, so I've been sensing into this, what is the next biggest party on planet earth? What is, what does it look like to me? Like the vision train, the peace train, you know, it's no new story. It's something that's been, um, sung about and written about. And it's like, it's like a tale that's woven itself through humanity through for forever. As far as I know, of course, trains haven't been around forever, but a train is a fantastic vessel that has this kind of nostalgia it also has this force this power it has it's in it's in our language it's embedded in our language and so this vision train you know we kept um uh going deeper into what is this what could it be and i started this project called the vision train drawing project a few years ago in my friend's fourth grade classroom in los angeles uh, inviting the children to draw their vision their hopes, their dreams, their prayers in a train car, you know, cause I mean, Hey, we could have, we can make it, we could make a virtual art train. We could make a, we can make a train that's endless. Right. And we connect the visions together. And through that, we could strengthen each other's visions. You know, wouldn't that, wouldn't that be beautiful? <laughs> so yeah, I, I see it. So we started doing that and I've, I've collected of those of those train cars. I've collected um, about a thousand of them through different festivals and events and workshops and just inviting people, anybody that would come over to my studio or wherever I was, you know, would you like to draw a train car? I don't know. If, have you done yours yet? I've done one actually. When we first uh, met at, at Odyssey last November, there was like a train car. That's uh, right. Piece. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so I have that. I've just recently had them all scanned. And so um, what after, after you know, the collecting of these and knowing this is just the beginning, this is just something, this is one piece of the puzzle, you know, to invite people to draw their vision in a train car. Because um, no matter if you have any, like, skills, you know, that you've developed in that field it's still something that all of us can do like even it's like somebody will say i can only draw stick figures and i'm like well draw stick figures then <laughs> you know we can still it doesn't matter what it looks like what matters is your intention mm. what matters is what are your what are you feeling what are you thinking and then not to draw it only draw it out but to also put it into words and to share it so this is a practice of magic right that i think a lot of us have in some ways, you know, it hasn't been taught. It hasn't been passed on that how, how powerful art is um, and, and expression and creativity. So this is just, this is a, a project that is um, interested in that. And, uh, and when, when this great global pandemic um, arrived and uh, was shutting everything down, I felt this bubbling in my belly of, and this, you know, I, I, I've, I felt really excited. I've, I sensed this opportunity of being able to create a place, uh, a virtual place that um, could bring together a lot of the people and artists and students that I've worked with over the past decade, over the past 20 years plus um, in a virtual place uh, to create a, a studio, you know, that we could gather and we could support each other, be alone together. 
And I didn't know quite if it would work, but um, I had a, a, a dear friend that uh, I'd met recently in Costa Rica in um, February. We were at the Envision Festival and had done a workshop at um, the permaculture farm, Punta Mona. And um, yeah, he was in Australia and I, I was like, well, what do you think? I mean, we're in all these different time zones. We have enough crew all over the world. Um, maybe we could make this thing go nonstop. Like as so many things are indefinitely closing at the moment, including our school that we had started in, in Vienna, Austria, uh, the Vienna Academy of Visionary Art had to close its, its doors because of COVID. Um, there were so many things closing. So let, let, let's see if, can we open something indefinitely? You know, not knowing, okay, nothing's forever anyway, mm. but let's just see if we can keep this going and pass the baton and keep the space open. And, um, and it's succeeded. We're almost at three months already of 24 seven consistent, um, you know, space holding in a sense mm. of creative space holding. Creative space holding, right? Like also inviting people into a creative space where you can watch and be entertained, but you can also like paint with and uh, create with or while you're tuned in. Well, you know, I really was interested in um, the reality TV aspect of it in the beginning, and I still am, though that hasn't been, you know, for the being able to just watch the, the thing happen and be inspired that, and I, I really would like to see that still happen. Um, it changes so much. The, the energy changes when you know you're being broadcasted. Totally. So we started experiment, we've done some broadcasting for sure, um, but also because of security, et cetera, we've kept it mostly, you know, if you, if you hear about it, it's like pack your bags and bring your good friends too. That's a quote from the Peace Train, Cat Stevens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, you know, like whoever, you know who, who needs to be here, so invite them. And so we created a Facebook group and there's some questions and you have to show that you really wanna be there and then, and then you have access and there are people. So we have conductors, a group of conductors, anybody can apply to be a conductor and they commit to taking on a trip where there's four trips in a day that are six hours each. And they can kind of curate that trip. And that's a, a advised. We try to do a, mostly like listening to podcasts, listening to music, and we're going to start listening to your podcast. <laughs> I have a trip, I think tomorrow. Put it in there. I'm, I'm happy to provide you with all the videos. There's lots of, there's lots of like 45, 60 minute episodes that, you know, might fill, might fill a good, a good spot. No, it'd be perfect. It'd be absolutely perfect. And this is what it's the, the vision behind it was that we could help um, educate each other. We could be, we could learn together uh, and at the same time, create some of the most important work we've ever created in our lives and support each other to do that. You know, as this great call to action, you know, like paint the signposts for the future is something that my friend Boom. Jim Cannon said. I, I want to just like acknowledge you there, Amanda. I, I love this. I love, so I love that it's 24 seven. I think this is really cool because it shows us that we're planetarily, we're unifying in so many aspects, right? Like a lot of the negative news that are being um, brought up. And of course we, we always want to make sure we acknowledge all the, the the negative and the pain that people are experiencing, right? Because we're experiencing it as one. But on the opportunity side of things, there are unified focus moments where more and more and more people come together from across the entire planet, not just in a globalized economy like that, that we've kind of 
uh, had been going on for a while that we clearly see is not really that essential. But in, in like the essential things like creating together, being inspired together, joining in together. And so from where I see it from the outside looking in, it's, it's like, that's a great fucking action step to take and a great stand to take in times, you know, um, where it's not only clear how to, how to position oneself in terms of all the different narratives that are going on, all the different grabs for attention, all the sides that people should be choosing. There's only one side as we're in this together. And as we're in this together, the more we focus into creating together, the more we focus into showing up and enjoying something together that gives us hope and faith. I think that's a, that's a massive contribution to the collective. And so I, I just want to really acknowledge that because uh, I know before we hit record, we had a conversation about all the craziness in the world too and how to address it. And I think addressing it with bringing focus to co-creative space and holding space and learning together, that's one of the really strong pillars that will be valid after the pandemic, after any election, uh, after no matter what system is collapsing and we know the current systems they we've been all waiting for more of it to collapse and so as this game b emerges right we need those pillars of education of creating space of being there for each other 24 7 across the planet yeah i agree with you and it's been beautiful to see what has happened like especially in the past week and a half two weeks with the black lives matter movement coming so much into the forefront which is you know we've and we've needed this so much and that covid was kind of like part of the you know it was it was what helped i think evoke this in many ways um it's 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 bringing something to light that has been pushed into the dark kind of like oh we don't know what to do about it or you know there there just hasn't been a kind of education and i feel like the conversation, the space on the vision train and what people have been doing, what the different conductors have been doing with, um, with their time and their trips um, of bringing on, like reaching out more to like their broader community and really having this like prayer, like paint and prayer space um, has been so healing for a lot of the people that are on there. And it's such an international community uh, and there's you know this is this is something that's being felt worldwide because of the kind of media that we have and the the oppressions that have been um going on for centuries right that we're all like doing our best as the froth of all of our ancestors at the tip tipping point of where we are in this now right now you know the furthest along as anybody has ever been you know, it's, it's a big revealing that's happening right now. And I think that um, no matter how many of us have been like, you know, on the good road, you know, doing our, doing our best to, 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 you know, treat everyone and everything with as much love and kindness and generosity and care, there's still so much that we have overlooked and within our systems, you know, and I, I have just been really seeing that, you know, in my own, in my own, like, fantastical imagination of where we can go, like, I skip over, I've skipped over so much, also, of, um, you know, where we are, and I think that that's, it's such a key 
to to the future you know is is right now and this the key listen- to the future is in the here yeah in the here and now I, yeah. I i like that you're going there i i can definitely you know acknowledge that that myself too is like definitely things i've overlooked or or even just stayed in the brain about it too much right where you're thinking and you're educated and you have a an opinion about it but but you're not really feeling the empathy or the connection to all the pain that's actually there that's been real for me at some times and then you know the this is this is i think something the entire like new age spirituality bubble can also like you know somewhat reflect that hanging out too much in the future doesn't allow us to actually ground into the now where where shit hits the fan and so let me ask you a question on that that is a question i love to ask and that is what do you think it will take for humanity to learn from past mistakes in a more holistic way? Hmm. Well, first step, first step is for as many people as possible to admit that they don't know. That they don't know. Like I feel like so many people and I I want to speak especially to those that uh, you know the alleged white people the you know the descendants european descendants you know uh, that that are you know we have really you know benefited so much from the systems from colonialism you know and this is something that you know our 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 friends and you know people that we love of of all different races you know especially of brown and and black people in this in this country in the united states and um so many of the colonized areas and and even even in their own homelands you know all the the white saviors that go in and have have tried to impose uh, other other ways of the missionaries totally. you know and i think that there's such a it's it's something that we don't want to remember in many ways because it's painful hmm. but i i have and i'm I am not proud, but I am also not going to hide it. Like one of my ancestors is Robert E. Lee. Mm-hmm. One of my ancestors is also Ulysses S. Grant, who were the two generals on, in the Civil War. And oh, wow. I, you know, I feel like a deep, a deep, um, revoking like you know absolute repulsiveness like that's that comes out of me and thinking of like the the and reading and being confronted with the atrocities you know of what have what my ancestors have done in a way at the same time knowing that their desire for you know their children and their whatever they they their ideas in many ways you know they thought it was good maybe at the time you know, like I have to have, I can't completely um, push that uh, aside, but at the same time, I am fully aware that there is, the, that what the systems that have also continued to carry that forth, even though under a different name, like look at the prison system and the, you know, the, in the US, it's just, it's absolutely disgusting. And it's something that I think as, as, a, as a person, as an artist, as someone that has the freedom to speak and to be, um, you know, to be, 
you know, vocal, not just with my words, but through, through my images. Like I have a responsibility to be educated and to educate others mm-hmm. where I don't think I've taken it as seriously before, you know, like I've known, you know, and I've known what side I'm on in a sense, like, but this all lives matter, you know, has been a big realization that like, no, not all lives have mattered, you know, in the system that we live in, maybe in the fantasy bubble of this kind of elite spiritual community, which I've found myself in. And it's very elite. I mean, if you go to Burning Man, (laughs) you're a part of an elite group of people that, you know, have the time and can find the finances, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and I believe that it's powerful, been a powerful place for so many people to meet and to help deconstruct a lot of, a lot of things. Right. But it's so time for us to get like our hands dirty and not in the sense of like fighting, because I really don't believe that fighting is the way. I believe it's time to like, to really, really work together, you know? And like, um, put, our, put our money where our mouth is, you know? And I see this with a lot, I've been around a lot of people with, with incredible wealth, you know? And I feel like at the same time, there's, there's still, everybody's kind of waiting for somebody else to do something first. You know, like I, I look at the land and the, the you know, the, the amount of money out there, you know? I, I, and this is where I believe medicine and, um, you know, the sacred plants and the, the revival of, of, of psychedelics is such an, it's, it's, it's at a, it's coming at the perfect time. If all of this is written in some way, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it seems like a storybook unfolding day by day. Mm-hmm. But this great humbling, you know, of like dropping to your knees and seeing the face of the Holy Mother, you know, revealed and, you know, being rendered absolutely like, you know, selfless is something that we need. We need these like elevators, (laughs) you know, which psychedelics are to, to this, to this awareness that, that there's so much more going on here. And then, okay, then we come back and it's like, okay, we're still here. Mm, Things, everything's still the same. Uh, What do we do step-by-step to very, very actively um, make a difference? And I know there's, see, there's so many people out there that are doing incredible things and have been done through the ages. But with so much that is being presented, you know, uh, through mainstream media, but even even not just mainstream media. I mean, we have we're, we have access now through social media, through the internet, to an incredible variety of media, you know, and it's incredibly confusing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. I mean, con- confusion is definitely a notion that I mean, if anybody claims they're not going through loops of confusion or like moments of confusion, I don't really believe them. I think it's it's what we're all going through as a process of you know deeper awakening deeper empathy deeper reconciling and deeper understanding of like how fucked up this planet has been for a long time and even now still you know there 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 are there are lots of things that are super unjust i mean personally one of the things that i think um, i've been so privileged about that i you know 
haven't taken for granted, but like almost is this passport privilege. Like I can pop up anywhere in the world and, and I'll get entry into a country with a, a European German passport. And that's, that's just not real for so, so many human beings in the world. And this is just a tiny uh, drop on the, on the stone, of course. But I love your answer there about like what it takes for humanity to learn from its, from its own past mistakes, right? Like I hear like get your hands dirty with, with paint colors, um, right? And, and, like, and like speak up, stand up in whatever way that your unique and individual expression is actually called a speak up. This is another piece that I personally think is very important is to understand we are 8 billion snowflakes for a reason. We're, we're different puzzle pieces to the same puzzle, right? We're, we're here to, we're, we're all also, when we talk about visions and future visions, we all kind of recognize we're downloading the same movie and we're seeing different snippets of it. Yeah. And so as we unite, collaborate, come together, feel the pain of the past together, reconcile it in ways that we probably right now don't even know about. We need to reconcile it definitely in new ways and, and be just open and, you know, um, and listen deeply to, you know, all of the people and everyone that has been in, in the shoes of receiving this, this, this injustice. And so there's a lot of work to do on this planet. There's so much, and this is one of the core things I've seen about the train. Like as I've been on this investigation over these years of, of what is this vision, you know, and feeling like I'm so interested in, in this vision. Like I believe it's something that is truly going to happen, you know, not just as a metaphor or in a virtual sense. It's something that is going to physically happen and it is happening also. But one of the key elements is this coming together around the fire to, again, to remember you know, all the extraction and all the displacement to remember this and to see it, you know, to see it in each other's faces as we stand or sit in a circle, as we sing songs, as we learn songs from each other. You know, this is going back to the, to, to the roots in a way that I think um, needs to be, like, we just have to do it. Like, there's no other way around it like we can't jump ahead and so that this what the the black lives matter movement that's so prevalent right now also like you know not just the but the indigenous all of the oppressed peoples all of the oppressed peoples that that you know it's the it's this like time to stop and and listen and listen to the stories and give them platform give their voices platform and Everybody that has the, you know, has a platform, has that responsibility in one shape or form, you know. Totally. And, you know, our, you know, we talked about planetary leadership in the introduction, and this is one of the themes going through the podcast as well, is like our abilities to navigate uncomfortable topics, moments, that's what really recognizes us as leaders in many ways too, is our ability to not just stick with our agenda or my list of questions here or like wherever the conversation goes, because that's what's real and felt that's, that's what's going to transpire. Right. And so, um, and it, it doesn't, you know, a little personal note there, like it doesn't free our, us from responsibility only because in our own individual, um, bubble we live in, in this maybe future world. Right. Like, and I know you, you've been, I, I, I kind of shared that in the interest. Well, you've been an international exchange student, you've been everywhere in the world and, I have friends on like every continent of all ethnicities and, and that just felt always so good to me and so normal. And then 
that doesn't free me though from learning deeper, listening deeper, understanding where I was ignorant and ignored the passport privilege or the, 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 the power to speak up even louder and even more, right? And so we'll create the space for let, to let others speak up. Let me ask a question that's totally unrelated but related um, to, to weave our conversation forward. If you could single-handedly or with a group of experts transform the education system at large mm. on this planet, what would you do? Mm. We would use the, 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 the incredible creativity curiosity and um, energy of education to we would pair that with experts aka teachers to build real projects and real things that would help whatever community these these um, these centers would be in <laughs> You know, so, you're seeing centers. This is exciting for me. Well, stations, I call them stations too, you know, on the train. The train's going to build right. stations, empower stations that already exist. And that's what I see actually as the force, one of the real driving forces behind the train is education. But it's education through, through doing, you know, we're not just sitting in a classroom together, we're applying it to real life things. And this is something that um, Jim Shannon talked about uh, in one of his last presentations that he, he gave my, my class in, in Austria in 2017 over, over Zoom. Uh, it was um, Jim Shannon is, was the general of the New Earth Army, Lieutenant Colonel mm -hmm. of the US Army. He wrote the manual for the New Earth Army. And um, he saw how this is working for you. One of the one of the important uh, keys to to the new earth was was harnessing the force of the school children and the educational system and the veterans and the elderly. You know, into into really having them be a part of society, you know, and contributing in a sense where there's they're so. They're, they're in our current system, not so much, right? There's, I, I think learning like real workshop schools are very effective. And I think the kind of models of, of supporting individuals into where they truly are, feel, feel interests, um, that is, I think that's the way to go. And I think models such as the Sudbury Valley School is a very interesting schools that that encourage an, a kind of freedom and um and also really support an a, a young person or older person in in going directly to what they're what they're interested in and that they will continue to through pure through their own curiosity drive themselves to great expertise I like to take on curiosity and this will be kind of read between the lines of like individualized kind of learning curriculums and very much like not like just for children, but like a lifelong learning setup as well, right? Like wherever the train, your vision train stops, those stations, they're, they're 
multi-generational, you know, from all, from all kind of ways of life. I think this is how we best learn as humans too, you know, is when, you know, you remember as a child, before we go to school uh, and get segregated by age, we usually have friends of like, the grandma could be your friend or like the neighbor that like no one else in the family likes, but you as a child is like, oh, hi. How? Like we have these kind of intuitive ways to, to connect with people no matter where they're from and, and what they do till the moment that the process of life kind of shapes our conditioning or there's there's definitely a lot to do in the educational side of things um, oh short intermission this is your host julian for a short announcement green planet blue planet podcast is currently entirely self-funded from my private coaching practice and work in the world speaking at events and teaching breathwork meditation as well as facilitating leadership programs if you're at a place in your life where you're ready to level up step forward and be all in then this might just be for you have you considered hiring a coach or is it time to find someone who deeply cares for the same evolutionary revolution on our planet if that's the case i'm your guy as a transformational coach i've worked with hundreds of people at events and in person via weekly calls over various months i'm in service to switch on humans just like you who are on the cutting edge of some of the most progressive stuff on planet earth and if that's not quite you yet but that's the dream inside of you then even more reason to reach out. Well, whether you are a successful entrepreneur, a startup founder, or an artist, I am here to support more people to deepen their planetary purpose. I've developed highly tailored coaching programs that are based on bringing out your gift into the world because I believe in a world in which we can empower and encourage all individuals to express their unique gifts. And all right, before we get back to the episode, make sure you visit my website, greenplanet-blueplanet.com, slash mentorships or simply find your way there by clicking work with Julian and book a free consultation with me and if you listen to the end of the episode I will give away a discount for listeners only so here we go we're returning to today's episode There's you also started a school right you started an academy I was I, I helped start a school I not the I'm not the administrators or the leaders of it but I am the vision the Vienna Academy of Visionary Art mm -hmm. is a school that um, has existed for seven last seven years in Vienna, and it's um, it started out of a workshop kind of series, summer seminars, and out of a tradition by this artist Ernst Fuchs, who is a, a great Austrian artist, um, and he taught outside of the academic system, in kind of like a bit of a Hogwarts <laughs> magic school is kind of like. Uh, the way the stories I feel like were passed on. There's this generation of artists, Robert Venosa and Mari Klarwein, um, Bridget Marlin, Dea Schwertberger, Philip Rubinoff Jacobson. There's um, uh, all these, all these in artists that were in the, it was like the seventies and the eighties. Um, and they went on to, many of them went on to teach as well, but it's something that's all, this whole movement of visionary art in many ways has happened parallel um, to the academic, uh, academic academies. And, uh, so this school, it was a year round school. It was also, uh, kind of like block system, uh, different guest teachers would come in and teach half of a semester and you would study like deeply with that artist and what they had, what they felt they wanted to really share. Um, and it was fascinating. It was a three-year program. And 
Um, you could also come for just a short period. And I had students, I had incredible, incredible experiences. I had students from all over the world. And, um, you know, you become a family. And that's a, that's a large part of it. Like the, the school, there's one thing to learn information. You know, you can study in a book. You can, um, you know, hear a lecture. But to be in a group of people that is, are all interested in a similar way, like, at least in art, like it's something that up you, you, your abilities are upgraded just by the proximity mm -hmm. with others. And I believe this in some way to, to happen, to happen. I hope, I hope this will also be happening online. <laughs> you know, even though we're, we're not together, there's this training we've been in, you know, through the vision train um getting more comfortable in as a, to be in a virtual um it's a really interesting question if osmosis or the osmosis learning effect happens online as well i feel like spaces like zoom though allow for feeling each other quite well and mm -hmm. you know that's it's a very beautiful picture because again like the segregation and separation that we are reconciling and needing to reconcile on every level we already touched on a, a little bit in the beginning there i think one of the one of the, the big pieces is that we've been classically systemically kept separate from everyone that was other than, than us or the way we looked or the way our traditional cultures or the way our country thinks. And so the osmosis of just being free people that are sovereign and uh, have access to education, that, that alone will, will, will bring everything up, right? And then so creating spaces like that even, even more so than we already have, I think it requires a, a big amount of hope, trust and faith, but it, I see it as, as a strong path forward, you know, is, is to, to unwaveringly insist that these spaces need to be created more and more and more. You know, that's online in the first step. That's what I see actually the train is, is a kind of grand decentralized station. Like it's a school mm. that is not a school. I see, a, I, I see the school also like as the, out of the ashes of the Vienna Academy. You know, there's this um, this thing being born that I also am very interested in it being something that is in many ways created out of the student body. Mm. You know, that is like, what is it? Not just like, what do we think you should know? What do you want to know, you know? And like, what do you want? And, and through that questioning, What's going to come from that? What kind of what's going to be invited in? And what's already happened has been all, like I couldn't have predicted it in a, in a way. Like the we've we've collected an incredible amount of recordings of of people that have come on conversations that have happened, sharings, all kinds of um, you know the incredible amount of information is being shared freely through this forum as a way of, of really empowering each other. You know, and this is something that's very unique, I think, to this community in a way, the visionary art community, is there's a much stronger sense of collaboration and sharing rather than competition. And uh, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's interesting to observe because it's always going to come up in some ways. There's like, especially, you know, when, when you're learning, you you copy a lot of 
different artists or I, I encourage people to do that. Like who, who are you interested in? Like go like really study their work, copy it, you know, like don't call it yours, but, but be curious, you know, and through that, you're going to continue to find your way. Like each one of us has a very unique signature. We do. There's no one that's the same. You know, as you said, the snowflakes, I love that. I was just seeing this massive painting of snowflakes and, and all the faded faces behind them. And mm. Well, I think that painting might have to happen this winter. Nice. <laughs> I can't paint nice. snowflakes in the summer, though. I can't do it. No. No, not in the summer. <laughs> I think, yeah, definitely stay relevant to your here and now. It, this, is, this is a very interesting part of our conversation. I'm curious about, you know, how... This is something I've, I've been asking a lot of people. I'm curious about it in general, but now specifically for you, Amanda, like what is required for you to experience trust, either trust in the process as a learner, right? Like that's how I kind of just felt into it. Trusting the process that it's maybe okay to copy someone else first, as long as you don't claim it's yours. And then from that progress or trust in another person or in what we see in the news or, or like whatever it is, like how does trust, happen for you if you like tap into your own experience of it and, and what's required for you to really trust gosh that's a great question <laughs> you're good at this i think um i mean i let me start with the painting because that's that's something that i know very well and that i've really is something also that for sure you can fail you know the perceived failure but what I've learned is, I mean, to, to be able to trust, you have to be able to, to trust the process, you have to trust yourself in a way. You have to trust some, uh, yeah, and what is it? I'm not sure, but, the, but training is important, you know, and that train, like you don't just get granted like the golden ticket of being able to like, I feel like it takes a lot of hard work to be able to really trust. And that, that's a kind of commitment that, um, to a craft. So I'm just using, say, painting as that example. And there's a kind of, you know, refinement through um, really studying and like understanding, um, not not having, not being afraid of what could happen, knowing that actually the most, like the mo the unknown is where the juiciest stuff is, right? And that you have to trust that, yeah, you're not going to fail, you know? And that takes courage. Uh, something that Alex Gray said in a conversation a couple weeks ago on the phone, he said, you know, it takes creativity takes courage, mm. you know, so there's, and, and to have courage, you know, and it's baby steps, I think, to get there. You don't want to just, you don't just throw yourself out into the, out into the void and expect to be, um, you know, <laughs> expect to be able to come back. I think it's like baby steps of like going out, um, but, you know, it depends on the character, too. You know, there's sometimes like having a little bit of a foundation of some something that is some kind of safety zone. Um, I, I personally believe like in, in, in terms of like 
believing others, you know, believing also history or stories. It's like everything is a story that is told through somebody's lens and you can accept that story as a, as a, a represent, you know, as somebody's view. But the only thing you can truly, truly know is if you have experienced it yourself, you know, like, and so I, I guess we have to trust each other to a degree. We, we have to, we have to trust our environment. Um, and it's, it's insane. Like, I mean, getting in a car and driving down the street, you got to trust so many, you trust, trust the, the machine you're in, you got to trust the people you're around. And I mean, I don't know about you, but so many times I'm in a vehicle and I have been, I've driven vehicles all over the world in all mm -hmm. kinds of scenarios. And there is a kind of trust that I have to get into and feel guided by and fully enveloped with some kind of a, a force that is unseeable, but is protective. You know, and I feel that actually in painting as well, especially in a scenario when I'm in front of thousands of people, you know, and I'm, I'm like, I do not know what I'm going to do in the next brushstroke. I do not know what's next. It's absolutely unknown. And then, but I look at my materials, I look at my restrictions of what is there. And it's like, there, there, there are restrictions in any, in anything, right? And there is something that I know for sure that I can do based on the pattern that is in front of me and based on the patterns that I'm listening to, based on the things like I become like when I'm, when I'm live painting, performance painting, I become sensitive to my environment, more hypersensitive than maybe normal to, to try to like sense, like I'm waiting for the message, waiting for the signal. And there is no wrong way. There is no wrong way. And I think when we get past that, then we move forward. And I feel like that right now, like in, in the world, like what can I trust? Who is telling the truth, right? And that, we talked about this right before, that's very, very like debilitating really, you know, to get into a place of like, I, but I wanna know, like who is, who's telling the truth and who's lying, you know? Cause somebody's, <laughs> somebody's on that side and somebody's on the other side but it's not actually maybe that black and white. It can't really be that black and white because rights and wrongs are just a phenomena of one way of perceiving reality, the right and wrong, the yes, no, the left, right, that's the brain. And the, the, you know, the polarity of the brain is just one of the layers of reality. And, and, and we know that, but the moment we go into really tricky topics, political topics, uh, media topics, it's, we're all back in them again. I love this elaboration on trust, Amanda. That was like a very profound answer. I'm so glad I asked this question to you in this moment. Because, so it's really easy to follow in both my own experience, but then also in just in, in what you're sharing about, let's say the process of painting. You have to actually be trained and practiced to at some point trust your own crazy that it's just going to work. And then once you do that, you just, read the real-time signs, right? Like if you're a musician, same thing, you've played the guitar a million times. So when you're on stage, you might have a bad day or a good day, but you know you'll deliver something, right? Because you're playing the thing. And, and so, or as a singer or whatever, that, that, that really, that resonates deeply. 
But then what it was like an aha moment when you answered this in society with other people, it's the same thing. The more you actually have, and you said it like the magic happens in the uncertainty, the magic happens beyond the comfort zone. We know these sayings and we all have our personal experiences with it. And people shut down at different times in their life for different reasons. But when we stay curious, we stay open, we design spaces, we design encounters for openness, for this embracism of, of the uncertainty, you know, then we can trust a little easier. And then on the other side of that trust is, I think, why we're all here, where, where then the land of right and wrong kind of is left behind. Like, there is this magic of unity. There's this magic of like, oh, wow, my trust was you know, granted with, with, with trust on the other side and now something is possible. And even if your trust is foregone, like if you have, if your trust is broken, you know, like we all, maybe not everyone, but uh, I certainly had some of those experiences where your heart is broken and you're like, we're like insanely in love and then it didn't work out. And later on you realize, oh, wow, it was worth that I invested my trust, even though it was broken because my heart broke open. I now am able to receive even more love. I'm now able to love someone unconditionally because I could, I, I just had to let it go, you know? And so, well, that just dropped in when you shared, when you shared, because it's, it's, it's so real. It's such a human process. It's, it's part of our evolution almost, right? It's to, to learn to trust into the darkness, to learn to trust into the unknown. And, and that everybody has a piece of truth to share and everybody has a lie that they're harboring, you know, in some way. And, there's, it, I, it comes to mind, Charles Eisenstein um, and the way he speaks. I feel like he, through his, his essay, The Coronation, and I've, I've listened to a couple other things lately that he's, he's spoken on. Um, and just this kind of like rising to this, to the opportunity and to seeing, you know, rather than like the difference in terms of like a in a negative sense mm. you know uh rising towards that 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 difference and celebrating that difference in each other in different angles of perception that we have and my partner joe bob talks about how the angles angles it's the same root as angels oh wow and we're all angels of perception you know and when we can see the divinity in each other, you know, and stop the labeling, you know, and stop the, the arguing about who's right and who's wrong, you know, then space opens. And this is something that happens in painting, <laughs> in creativity, you know, and this, and it often happens too, like in the space of improvisation or in, you know, when you're, when you're not trying to do something specifically, but you set yourself up for it, it's like that incredible, um, you know, uh, solo on a guitar or saxophone or whatever it is, you know, when you're also in, you know, it's different, I think, uh, when you're in front of like hundreds of people rather than when you're just by yourself. But as you can access it at the same, in the same way, that space, but it's that space of putting, of committing yourself com, com, totally to it and kind of surrendering, you know, and surrendering, but being like present, like I being an active participant, an active, like 
like, like I will carry the sword, you know, and I will wield the sword and I will know how to use it, you know, and that there's a commitment there and the dedication that is, um, is the work that we have to do, you know, to be, to be chosen, to be chosen to, to divinate really, you know, and I, I think that we all, I know that all of us have that access, you know, it's just so many have also been told or have never even been told that they do, mm. you know, and, or have taken the time to, to practice something to the point of being able to experience that. And I think that that's a part of the, the lifting of the veil that's happening now. And I know that like, I know this through the train drawing, the vision train drawing project, how many people have said, will make an excuse immediately that they can't, that they, they, they have no artistic skills. And that's totally okay, you know, but what happens when I'm like, it does not matter, you're gonna do it anyway. Just start with, pick one color and start with one spot and don't worry about it. You know, don't worry about the result. Let's get into the now, like the practice of what is it to actually just do something to, to face a fear of rejection, to face the fear of doing something wrong. And I think that's also where we are now with like, I mean, I feel deeply like afraid of saying the wrong thing, mm. you know, right now. And it's true. It's just, that's the truth. Like, and I, I'm okay with the truth, you know, I'm working with it. Like we got to get uncomfortable. That's a part of this. Like if you're not uncomfortable right now, something's wrong. You know, like I've been hearing this and I'm like, I'm uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you know, but it's like, I mean, and that, that feels good. Like I feel, I feel much more alive right now in this conversation, you know, with being that we're recording this, that this is going to be shared, like knowing that this is something that's not just in my little bubble, hiding away, kind of like licking my wounds. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm facing it. And I'm not afraid to face it and be transparent and to be, you know, vulnerable and to be, and to, and to say, I don't know, I haven't known, but I am, I am so committed and so interested in knowing more and of being, you know, of more service and however I can, you know, and it doesn't, I've never like, people ask me all the time, when did you know that you were an artist or that you were going to be a painter? I was like, I've actually, I don't think I've ever known that. It's just kind of something, it wasn't like, that's what I'm going to do. It was something that interested me that I felt like, I wanna keep doing this. I'm, I'm excited to keep doing this. I'm curious, you know, this is, keeps my attention. But is this like the thing that I am like to, to say that that's my, that's my voice well, through that medium? I've never actually like fully yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I will keep doing it as long as it keeps seeming like a good idea. But I'm continuously open to what, what does my presence as a human being in this life right now, how can I best be of, of contribution? Like, I'm interested in that. And it's, yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm surprised in some ways that I've continued on this path. 
of, of evoking the image, of drawing out the image. And I think it's, I, I, I really attribute a lot of that to continuously being curious and, and asking the image, what do you want? What, what can I do? What can I do that can be of value to others? A dear friend of mine, Christopher Ulrich, and one of the greatest artists of our time, said recently on the train, uh, he was talking about, about sketchbooks. He said, your sketchbooks are your spell books. Every single one of you needs to have a spell book. You know, this is where you write, you write down the things that make, you know, that, that ring true to you. You write out the spells, you draw your things, and your sketchbooks are for you. They're not for anybody else, but your paintings are for others. Your paintings are not for you. And right, because your paintings, I, I, I know having, having been around artists a lot in the last decade, like this is a whole process in itself, right? Like giving away a painting can even be almost painful. Um, wow. To let it they're, go. They're, they're, they're not for you. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so happy about this conversation, you know, I'm uh, definitely like slightly uncomfortable in a good way. Um, and also, also like just excited for me that this happens. And honestly, this is why I'm continuing to do these interviews. In each and every one of them, there is this moment of like the heart palpitation getting a little faster and just excitement. If someone really enjoyed this episode, re-listened to the intro. I stumbled over the intro like twice and I was like, what am I doing? But I just had to keep going because I knew it's just the beginning. <laughs> because we had a conversation before we hit record and then I realized the intro I had prepared didn't match to where we started to connect. And so, so this, this is just real life, right? And in real life, people make mistakes. And um, I often say this whenever you know, I'm, I'm asked things or when I, when I share on episodes like right now, is like as children, each and every one of us learns to walk. There's not a single human being that has decided in the process of learning to walk you know what, I fell down two times too often. I don't like this. I'm going to be one of the crawlers and I'm going to just stay crawling for the rest of my life. Yeah. That doesn't exist in our species, right? We, I mean, we, have, we have some people who are unfortunate about uh, their, their spine or the way their spinal cord is, is, is working. But apart from that, every single one learns to walk based on massive amounts of failure and of massive amounts of courage mm -hmm. and massive amounts of desire to to do something, to achieve something. It's, it's like, we just take it for granted because everyone does it, but because everyone has done it, everyone can also relate, maybe not with their conscious remembering thinking mind, but in a deeply human way. And so sometimes on this planet, I felt like I was dropped off without an instruction manual. And so the instruction manual, you know, maybe we can read it between the lines from interviews like this is, is, is like, it's not just about hacking reality. It's not just about hacking it to be a great performer and a peak business performer. Like in a certain way, fuck hacking, go deep. And when we're going deep, then, then these processes are just normal processes of life, of, of trusting, of, of leaning out beyond the comfort zone into maybe into the strength zone initially, but then even beyond your strength zone, as you said, when you're live painting, you know that you're in your strength zone. That's what you do all the time. But it's, it's, it's so massively uncomfortable also that it's, it's exhilarating. So it's all of the things at the same time. And maybe that's you know, one of the things that's transpiring through this, this episode today is 
this is the process of life and it looks different from all angles, but that's also why we're here because we want to see it from all those angles. You know, in, in many ways, I would say there's only one of us here in all the 8 billion that we are. Um, there's only one of us really here, but that one, that I am as we are, chose to become 8 billion fractals so we could see and recognize, celebrate and chuckle and laugh and also sometimes draw boundaries and be like, yo, what you're doing is not exactly what I want to do. I'll, I'll do my thing over here then and maybe you do your thing over there. But, but that's, that's, part of, that's part of the process of life. And it seems like, you know, because we haven't had an instruction manual when we got dropped off on this planet, um, that we're kind of needing to build this instruction manual together, you know, and, and we're reconciling all the, the pains of the past. And you've talked about vision and the vision train quite a few times. And feel free to share anything that you're inspired to share. But my question, and this is the last question for our, our session today, is, is what is that vision that's coming through you, you know, coming from the instruction manual that we're maybe building collectively? If we're zooming out a bit and we're zooming out for the, on the timeline, we're zooming out in the sense of like, what kind of ancestors are we for the future, right? Like what is the earth vision we're having now and through actions, embodiments and practice? we bring into reality to leave as a legacy and leave as a um, ancestry for our future generations. Mm. The seven generations, thinking of the seven gen generations yes. ahead. I mean, that's, I feel like that's going, that decision is, is going to be made in this lifetime in many ways, you know, like the decisions that we will, experience uh are going to affect i mean every generation of course affects the ones beyond but right now we're at this great crossroads and um there's you know there's prophecies around this indigenous prophecies around the this time too like the eighth fire being the the fire that travels to unite the tribes um and that this is that time the and I, I think, uh, I mean, it's at our fingertips really in, because we also have the internet. Um, and it's on one hand, our like, our, you know, I guess it's, it's it has this addiction, right? That is very counterproductive, uh, the distraction, the confusion, that it brings through the through the many but it's going to take small groups of people you know demonstrating um, and revealing not just their ideals and their ideas but actually practicing it and proving it you know and individuals we need to see that it's real we need to see that it's possible you know, and that is what I see ahead for us. We need, we need, we need, just as we needed to see the murder of George Floyd, right? The world needed to see that to get really mad. Like, we need to see what's working, not just hear the stories and not just see the pretty pictures. We need to we need to experience it, and we need to hear those stories. And so I think this form of storytelling, you know, through podcasts, um, you know, this 
the the story core do you know about that library of of of, of people's stories uh, it's one of the largest oral records of of history um, in the library of congress these kinds of things have really inspired me and given me hope um, and i feel that this movement i call it the train the vision train the peace train there is some movement coming out of this that is going to be a beacon of of hope for many that will empower the trading posts the new trading posts it will be it will it and it will resonate with many because of the integrity of the individuals that are are carrying the responsibility and i see you know uh, i hope that this will also happen through our you know judicial system you know that 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 we won't have to completely deconstruct I would like to see individuals really step up and, and really listen to the people. And, um, you know, this kind of, it, it could get gnarlier. It probably is going to get more intense before um, it's going to, you know, before on a, on a larger scale, more people will be able to really um, reflect that. But it's our responsibility as many people that have the privilege and possibility to paint the picture, write the story, um, you know, um, build the model, you know, build the business. Uh, you know, we have to experiment with these, with the, with the, with, with what we can, <laughs> you know, and each of us has a different, um, you know, puzzle piece. You talked about that earlier and the over 200 people that you've interviewed, you know, like, bringing them together. I mean, that's, it's up to each of us individually, who we're, who are we connected to? Who do we know, you know, and calling on that network, activating that network and, and continuing to step up. And I'm a part of, I'm sure you are too, multiple WhatsApp groups, multiple yeah. you know, where people are asking these questions and looking to make sense. Like what, what can we all, um, you know, put our, our resources towards, you know, that, that makes sense. And I think that it's happening simultaneously. You know, there's many different platforms, many different like new social operating systems and forms of, of governance and uh, ways of, of exchanging currency. And, you know, and we have to experiment with them. And the, the, the one that is at the right time, right place, that makes the most sense is going to be, um, you know, hopefully we, we, we will all get on board together because it's not, we can all invent. I, I mean, I see so many of us asking similar questions of ourselves and, and there's a lot of this reinventing the wheel. And so I, I gosh, I mean, I, and the forums that you're involved in, I, I, I just want to empower and encourage everyone to to reach out more to each other like that's what i feel I've, I've felt for a while you know about the train too it's like i know it's not a unique idea i know it's not a you know it's 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 something that so many other people are thinking of and if we could get all those people together that are thinking of the same thing around that 
in that same space. And if we were able to not let our le egos lead that, oh no, it's this name. Oh no, it's this name. Or no, I have this and I have that. And see, that's what we still have to deal with because we all have the different foundations and the different, um, you know, we all want to be acknowledged. But when it comes down to it, we are all going to be acknowledged because we are all. We're all here. We're all here. Life acknowledged us. All, all of the ancestors that met up in the moments that they met up so that we can be here right now. Um, yeah. Acknowledged us, right? Like biologically, the, the topic of acknowledgement and being seen and being loved is almost like a, it's like a conundrum that, that has, a, has a solution. Like it's, we're here. So that, that means we're seen. But I totally hear you. And it's something that we're all individual unpacking, including myself, is it, like how to be of service to what's emerging rather than, you know, and especially pre-corona, pre-COVID, there's a lot of that. Well, I, I was there too. Oh yeah, I went to that event too. Are you, are you going to this place too? And, and so like checking off places as like a bucket list rather than understanding what happened at that place that connected you to these two specific people that now are part of your business or endeavor or next. And so... I believe it's deliciously unfolding as it should. And we got to boldly step forward and take action as much as we can, right? Yeah. Alliances. We need to create the, we need to activate the alliances in a deeper way. And I know that many of the people that you know, many of the people that I know and are connected to, you know, have an incredible, incredible library of information of, mm. of you know, of access to to all the things uh, we can we can create a great ripple you know and it's gonna it's up to all of us to <laughs> step up to that step up to that opportunity and i think more, i feel more encouraged um with this conversation today and yeah and i also invite you and any any you're, you know, as, as you, as you see the vision unfolding, you know, share it with, with me, share it with whoever you feel called to share it, like that we can also, people like me can, can paint it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and this is one of the, the, I think, missions behind the vision train is to, to really gather this collective, this army of artists of people that feel called to that medium uh, so that we can not just paint whatever our own personal visions are, but really listen to the greater collective mm. and what needs to come through. And if we, if everybody does the, what they're great at, you know, and we can, we can create the great symphony of, of possibility. And that's the vision train. It's the next biggest party on planet earth. It's the most sparkly thing on the horizon. It's like, did you hear about that? You want biggest distraction maneuver right through the back door. It's like, guys, what are you arguing about? Let's, let's, have, some, let's have some good food and listen to some good music and um, you know, build during the day, like dig gardens, plant seeds, nurture, water, care for each other. You know, like it's totally possible and we have to demonstrate that we have to demonstrate that on a scale that is accessible to everyone wow very powerful words so let's sink in deeply amanda sage thank you so much for being with us today for being on green planet blue planet 
to share some rawness, some vulnerability, insights, wisdom, and just to, to go to all these places with us today. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And here we are again. This is your host, Julian. I hope you truly enjoyed this episode of Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast and received some insights and knowledge for your life, relationships, and business. If you love Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast, make sure to subscribe, leave a review that really allows this podcast to reach a broader audience and share it with a friend. Let me also remind you that this podcast is currently entirely self-funded. I'm a transformational coach and mentor, a breathwork guide, and want to offer all my listeners a full 10% off my private coaching work. That is as much as $500 for a three-month program, and this discount applies for all one-on-one coaching offers, as well as some select coaching groups that I host in person. If you're curious and interested, make sure to visit the website greenplanet-blueplanet.com and click Work with Julian. Let me tell you a little bit more about my planetary purpose and leadership programs. I am committed to accelerating our human tribe, going deep into unconditioning the blocking beliefs and blind spots, enabling your gifts and clarity to amplify for aligned business, healthy relationships, and overall presence with life. I have worked with hundreds of people across the world, either one-on-one in small coaching groups online or in-person at events. It is my gift to boost authentic confidence and guide you while asking the deepest questions that get you to address your dormant potential. I am an activator and catalyst for those who are ready to step into the highest version of themselves. We live in unique times and let me tell you from experience, having a coach makes a massive difference. I specialize on supporting successful entrepreneurs in unpacking their purpose and joy of life. I do work with startup entrepreneurs and artists as well And on request, I host individual breathwork mentorships. If you want to learn more, how to support the show, or suggest a guest, you can also simply send me an email. If you want to take advantage of the offer I just mentioned and claim the 10% discount, simply book a free consultation with me through my website. That is greenplanet-blueplanet.com slash mentorships. And mention the end of episode discount. And I'll give the discount code to you right here, right now. It's 808. That's right. That's your code right here, right now, 808. Mention it to me in our free consultation that you can book by the website and 10% are yours. That being said, thank you so much for listening today. Have yourself an amazing day. Don't forget to hit subscribe, review the show, and share it with a friend. (laughs) 